I knew Taco Tuesday on a Friday was too good to be true. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Batman. Our bikes love us and we love them back as we ride through the city by the cars like black on the teeth of the town. We just keep on singing. We're unstoppable. Oh, hell yeah. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. One of the most important decisions you will make is to be in a good mood. For every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. So, crank it up and be happy, my friend. When things are good, when things are hard, we ride together, we don't drive cars, but together we make such beautiful music. Oh, hell yeah, brother, you yeet! Unstoppable mamas, a G-N-O, Unstoppable kids, yeah. Get your bike and go. Get your bike and go. Unstoppable papas. Pedal and flow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're doing it good, buddy. Great job. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Fondering, and I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance here for your viewing pleasure or listening pleasure. I'm much better to look at than listen to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Lance, guess what? What? We kicked off a couple of triathlete guys, and we got somebody much cooler. Yes. Cyclocross we... extraordinaire, Scott Schultz. Scott How you doing, Schultz. Scott? I'm okay. I don't think I'm cooler, but I am, <laughs> I am okay. Okay. We're just happy to be rid of the uh, triathletes. We've just lost half our audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, we miss, uh, we miss Matt and we miss Evan, but uh, they're both super busy with uh, work stuff today. They're busy. I, I'm kind of bummed because I worked from uh, September 7th to... September 21st uh, with Blair and Stacy at Best in the West TriFest setting it up and breaking it down but I left to go race my own race so I didn't get to see the actual You didn't see race. the actual race. No. You helped with all yes. the setup stuff. Yeah. So I was going to be like, how was it boys? How was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Evan actually did really well. I think he won the uh, the was it elite or pro or what? What was the class he on that? He won the overall by twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes. <laughs> what a beast! Yeah. yeah. So basically, it was a swim for all three events, though. <laughs> yes, because yeah. it was pouring rain. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what he talked about. Good times. How about some backpedaling, Lance? What you been up to? I raced my bike this week. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, I did go. I I decided to go down to that little uh, race, the Twilight Cyclocross race uh, near. Eugene, Oregon. I actually saw yep. Scott there. Yep. Scott showed up as well. Um, it, it's a small race. There might have been 60 or 70 people who did all three races together. Um, I raced in the 50 plus field. It was fairly small. Um, I won by minutes. Ah, there nice. you go. <laughs> nice. Or like a minute and a half or something like that. So it, it was super fun. It was more or less a farm crit is what we call it. Okay. Uh, not a whole lot of technical stuff, but uh, many fast uh, Yeah, there corners. were some, uh, some gravel turns with a lot of people washing out. So you got to bunny hop both the barriers and down right. runners. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the down people. Cool. So I had a good time with that. Uh, we did have a cyclocross practice with the team, which was uh, um, fun. Uh, I don't think we're going to do any more of those because we're losing daylight. We've been doing those 
on Wednesday night. Um, and then I spent the rest of the weekend uh, actually helping Scott out, and we'll we'll get to that. Um, we had our fourth race in the Harvest Cross series, the Vanport cyclocross race vanport cx um and scott was uh putting it on he kind of jumped in and uh took over for somebody who had backed out and so it it ended up being a fantastic race yeah cyclocross is supposed to usually be like muddy and cold and sloppy yeah and if it's not going to be that scott like nailed it (laughs) it was a Uh, beautiful day yeah collective effort i did want rain i tried to dance uh it did not come (laughs) um but yeah, that that was, uh, we had done the first race. I was working with Mike Ripley at Mudslinger Events. And when I was walking the course with the Ober officials, they told me about a race canceling and uh, asked if I could fill the void. And I, I stepped up with 17 days to prepare. Ooh. So hit up some sponsors, got the support of the boys here from Dialed. And uh, yeah, went full blast into it. Um, and I, I'm proud of it. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. it went off great. There were over 500 um, participants, which is fantastic. It's the biggest race we've had in Obra so in cyclocross since Obra so far this year. So that was really great. Um, I spent a few hours on Thursday helping with setup. I spent. 12 hours on Friday yep. <laughs> helping uh, pound they, stakes yeah, and they, set they things thought, up. Uh, Lance moved into the facility, basically. <laughs> so. Those van was parked right yeah. in the middle. Was and just... right there. Yeah. I was there the whole time. And then I was there for like 14 hours on race day, on race day as well. Wow. So, yeah, I was there helping with the... The, the, more with the initial setup and getting things races. And then I had my own race to do um, and then was st- stuck around to watch all the other races and yeah. we, we had a, a blast. Uh, the race went really well for me personally. Um, uh, the 50 plus field is extremely competitive yep. and uh, difficult and I managed to make the podium this That's week. awesome, Lance. Yep. So, How were your lap times in the um, Masters 50 plus field lining up with say like the the pro one two class or the, the so, one twos how um the 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 three of the leaders we were doing about six fifty five laps six sure, minute fifty five sure. laps about about seven minute laps and the the single speeders were very fast and the uh pro one two the men's elite yeah. field they were doing about six twenty fives okay so they're about thirty about thirty seconds. seconds a lap faster which is significant that's it's significant but given that you guys are 50 plus out there just hammering like that <laughs> yeah. that's fantastic yeah yeah so we we had a good time i ended up getting a good start and stayed with a couple of the front guys there were a couple peop, fast guys who weren't at this race which yeah. also helped my chances of making <laughs> the podium but we won't talk about up. that yeah you yeah. gotta show up so um i had a blast i had a i had a great time we had we had 24 teammates race i think we had a ton of people out there racing which was super fun the 50 plus field there were six of us from that was, dialed that was a lot in of the fun. 50 plus field yep which was which was really cool to see and actually terry hamness took fourth right behind me yeah hatfield was sixth right behind him and mike hamness wasn't too far behind them. no was he in the top 10 or uh, pretty darn close he was close yeah i think so that's that's great it was it was good times uh and the rest of uh, paul uh first our our superstar elite he raced the <laughs> He raced the the single speed race on his dirt jumper. Yeah. 
<laughs> where he was bunny hopping the barriers. Okay, so a lot of people aren't going to know what a dirt jumper is. You want to describe that bike for it's, us? It's like a BMX bike. It's, it's like, like an like oversized BMX it's bike. It's like an oversized BMX bike. A 24-inch wheel, Paul? 24-inch wheel on that? 26. 26? 26-inch wheel and like and the seat like the seat slammed all the way like below the tire. Yeah. So there's like no seat boat. You couldn't really sit down and pedal. <laughs> It was hilarious. Bunny hopped the barriers Bunny on that the and barriers. some great pictures of that as well. Yeah. And the, the greatest part about that is because it's cross, he's going to get the most cheers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you're different anywhere else, people are like, you're different. <laughs> right. If you're different in cross, they're like, let's Celebrate go. Him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I grow the mustache out for cross because um, he it's funny. Yeah. It's it's ironic. It's it's silly. I'm right there with you because <laughs> in like being on a road team for the last few years, playing the part, going to team training camp, you might do some photos like clean shaved there, but don't touch it until the end of the year. So by the time you hit cross <laughs> and you his... look like a bum, <laughs> right? But then you can ride a bike. People are like, okay, okay, okay. let's watch this guy. You can still ride. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So we had a good time. Right so. on. Um, Anything else, Lance? No, I'm, I mean, I, I race bikes. That's what I do right now. Race too much. So, Scott, you get to backpedal. What would you, you do this past week? Um, do you any bike racing? Yeah, yeah, but for me, it's more of a blur. Like, I just feel <laughs> like I've worked, and uh, I heard a whistle blow, and I finished a race, and then I worked again. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, with that said, like, you'll have this one-day event, and people – who are not on the promoter side with it with a peek behind the curtain um they they don't know how many hours are sucked into emails and phone calls oh, yeah. and getting permits and losing permits and um you just try to trust the people you put in place that they'll do what they said they'll do so you can mentally move on to the next chore and uh yeah, I, I, that's what most of the promoters who I've been affiliated with throughout this year have kind of instilled in me. Just put the right people in the right places and you can't mess up. You won't mess up. And I feel like that's what we were able to do with Vanport. Um, yeah, so I did get to race, but I spent probably more time, well, definitely more time on my laptop than on a bike being able to prepare, prepare. So I'm excited as a racer to uh, get through the season where I'm not putting on any more races and I get to focus on racing, racing. and yeah. training. Yep. Um, because it, it is an emotional, mental drag, physical drag to do the promoter thing. Um, it's really hard to do both. Like I, my, my, uh, my diet, um, <laughs> it's horrible like i've gone to i've never done this before in my life but i was working so hard and driving a rig from one gig to try to get interconnect internet connection to do promoter stuff at night i stopped at a 7-eleven and i got two slices of pizza a snickers and a red bull <laughs> and, I, and i was so ashamed i was like hiding the trash when i parked my vehicle because i wanted nobody to know yeah. nobody see what i had yeah. For dinner. I'm like, babe, don't judge me if you clean out the car. <laughs> it wasn't me. I picked somebody up. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I, I did get to race. Uh, like Lance, I, I'm trying to support Claire down at uh, Twilight Cyclocross. 
Um, I know I'm even taking a kid down there who doesn't have a ride uh, to go race today. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And uh, it'll be in the mud. So I had to mount some mud tread. Um, and then we have. Uh, yeah, we have races coming up. So my, like I said, my it's it's all a blur, working and racing uh, here and there when I can. I tell you, it it was actually quite inspiring to watch Scott on Saturday because I I showed up at the race venue about six thirty and Scott had beat me there by a full hour. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, and and. I didn't do a whole lot before my race because I wanted to be able to focus on my race, but not Scott. Scott was full speed, running all over the place, solving problems, taking care of issues until his race, which wasn't until three o'clock. Yeah, which is so hard to race the last race of the day because I I talk a lot, but the closer we get to my race, I get super quiet. Right. I get super nervous and anxious, and I think it's only because I care. So I'm thinking about you put in the work on the trainer, you put in like the skills and drills outside <laughs> right. in the mud every time it rain in the yep. off season. Um, don't let people down. And I'm like, bro, like have fun. <laughs> Just like, go, yeah, have fun. have fun first, and all of those other things will fall into place when people praise you. Hey, good job. It doesn't matter if you came in last. Hey, good job out there, and that feels good. Yeah. So I need it. I need to be better at self-talk throughout the day. Um, yeah, because I hate racing last in the day. It's for, hard. For two reasons. I don't like racing with the cat one twos because I literally watch them and study their lines to try to get better. And when they're out in front of us, I don't get to you see You don't them. get to see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and two, racing at the end of the day for me is nerve wracking. I need to get used to it if. Yeah, just have that anxiety sitting over yeah. you all day long. It's that little cloud that follows you Dude, all over the place. And I'm like, not good with it. I <laughs> yeah. need like a coach there with me, like telling me, you're going to be okay. <laughs> it's just a bike race. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Scott's been racing in the 2 3 field um, this year uh, and doing quite well. He won left coast and has been top three several times. But and... only because I set up the course. So I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, How you, can I set this up yeah. to best play to my advantage? <laughs> I, they actually, the, the two courses that I helped set up, being left coast and Vanport, they're not my favorite. Oh. Like, like, and, and a lot of cyclocross don't like the, the term, this is a roadies course. Yeah. Um, but I have that, I feel like that's what I have. Like, so when you have that long power section where yeah. you can just like kind of get arrow on your cross bike yeah. and just close your eyes a little bit and drill it. Like that's my strength. Not all the, I'm new to cross. This is like yeah. second season. So yeah. like diving in and then punching out and literally every lap of the cross course is 24 matches spent where right. that's what a road race is. Yeah. Um, and you're doing that eight consecutive times. Yeah. Um, I found out the first time I did cross uh, the first season is I would do decent for one lap and then be lapped for the next uh, <laughs> seven. Just fall off yeah. the cliff. Yeah. But that's I've how been you accused do good. Of that. Yeah, that's how you do good. You just see how long you can hold on for and, and break other people. That's gotcha. the cool thing about cross. You go out hot, try to get the whole shot, and you turn around and there's less of a pack with you, and you're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> right. All right, how about we jump into our topic today? Because I don't have any backpilling. I didn't do anything exciting last week. There's nothing to report. It's all the same because I, I have a really 
I'm not going to use uh, profanity here. Fill in the, the blank here. Frustrations. Yeah, with my shoulder. Yeah. So I, I did do a, a gravel ride, and we tried to do something more technical, and that was by design, hoping that maybe I could like see what my shoulder has available, and that like screwed me up for like still to today. It like still a week later, feel good. Yeah, it still hurts. Yeah. Still not sleeping well. So um, let's just skip over me, and yeah. let's get into today's topic, and it's really just going to be like – What's the anatomy of cyclocross? And I we get a chance to talk to a, a newer promoter here. We get to talk about like all the ins and outs there. And we got a couple guys over here that do a fair amount of cyclocross racing. So it's just going to be the anatomy of cyclocross. I have questions. I'm sure Lance has questions. I have questions. Scott's got lots of answers yeah. for it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have more questions than answers. <laughs> so um, I, I, I guess the first question is, is like, how's it feel becoming a, a new promoter on the scene? I mean, you've already put off one of the more successful cyclocross races that we've seen in, in recent time yes. for an early season race. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think to to rewind a second, um, no use, we uh we put off yeah yeah it doesn't matter what i do if the community is not behind it yeah it's all in vain yeah um but yeah it's so cool it takes the catalyst though and you were that yeah let me say this though (laughs) let me say this though i quit on you and scott did not like on race day yeah (laughs) i'd been there through the through like the very end of the last race i helped for about an hour and a half or two hours with uh, the course teardown and at that point i'm like i am done yeah i'm leaving <laughs> i just got in my van and I, drove away yeah. and scott i just like waved goodbye sorry scott i'm leaving i've done now, what i can i i the, any job that i've ever worked i've been a firm believer that management should be able to work circles around their employees otherwise they don't deserve to be there okay so yeah. Same thing with race promoting. And it's true. Like the people who promote races, they don't sleep. Uh, They're constantly at it and they always have time for people. Um, Yeah. So let me, let me ask you this. What, what's been like the one or two like biggest surprises that you found as you started putting on these races, promoting these races? Has it been, has it been, uh, you know, difficult emails to well, answer that, I, or I'm like i already want to laugh because <laughs> the very first thing i think of is how many questions you get fielded that are on your race flyer okay. so it's like <laughs> that's the best one it's like okay i could go and copy and paste and send the same thing out but um i get it like when the amount of i might have gotten 24 people who hit me up saying this is the first race i've ever done like i just got a bike this year like I couldn't imagine. I, I I volunteered at cyclocross races for two years before I had enough guts to get in and try a race. Yeah. This, this is people with, for two months, they've been on a bike and they're like, let's, let's try this. I'm gonna do this, yeah. wow. And, and those are the people who I make all the time in the world for. Sure, yeah. Like I go back and forth until we're, we're best friends via email. And then they see me and they're comfortable. And then I get them in, in touch with with other beginners and they're on the start line talking and they've lost all anxiety for, for themselves because it's a collective like undertaking at that point. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, the, the promoter thing. So the way I got into it this year was I was in the coffee industry working a job. COVID made things complicated. Uh, we, we moved locations and, um, 
the coffee company you're working for moved locations? Yeah, okay. we moved our warehouse, and I, and I was warehouse management and shipping, in charge of shipping. Um, the sales team kept selling stuff that we did not have. Uh-oh. So it was that constant, like, check back in two weeks um, for the customer. Uh-huh. So as soon as the as soon as the sales team sold stuff, it was on us to deliver, mm-hmm. and we're just getting further and further behind. We literally have uh, our techs had all of their tools in cardboard boxes unmarked piled up and we have to fix like special machines and coffee machines and um so it got complicated and i i wrote an a, a, to me an innocent email to management including the ceo cfo i'm like hey we need we're, we're failing like we need to change things because our employees aren't happy and some of them are about to leave to go get unemployment and like they're seeing other people do that. So yeah. they're, they're not hesitant. And I- Part of the mass exodus from the yeah. workforce that I COVID mean, when, caused. When you're getting yeah. like some money waved over you and you're like, wait, and I don't have to go deal with this uh, right. nightmare of a job? Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I wanted to do the same thing. Uh, so yeah, I sent that email out on Friday and I was thinking I wouldn't hear back uh, until Monday morning when we do our, our, our roundup meeting for the week. And um I got a call immediately from the CEO, a lot of swear words that I don't know what I'm doing, I've never owned a company. Um, And I told him like, hey, I hired some of these kids on and they're friends of mine and I don't want them, I don't want to lose them. Um, And I was just met with, no one's gonna leave in the middle of an effing pandemic. And I was like, peace, I'm out. So that, yeah, I just, a post-traumatic stress from an ex-marine father talking to me in that tone that uh-huh. i was like i don't no. need this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i was like no dad uh, <laughs> so, so yeah um i bounced and uh i had volunteered for cyclocross uh races and road races and tts with various promoters and i had worked with david salzberg of zone 5 promotions for a couple of years and in my head i was like i will go work with some promoters until i can find a real job uh-huh. so i wrote one email and i sent it out to every promoter in in, in oregon uh-huh. uh, under obra um everyone came back with yes i need you <laughs> Every promoter. Every promoter that I, that I hit up came oh, back, wow. yes. Um, okay, I first that's... went with Brian Simiotti, and he does Echo Red to Red Mountain Bike. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I went to Mudslinger uh, with Mike Ripley, yep. and he pretty much adopted me. Yeah, yeah. Mike's great. Um, yeah. We've had uh, Mike on the show. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I talk about promoters being able to walk, uh, work circles around everybody, he's... I'll get up at four. He's up at three thirty. I'm like, bro, how are you beating me? Like, <laughs> I'm making an effort, and it's very casual for him. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of races, and uh, I know, I did I probably did eighty percent of the races he put on this year. Yeah. I did as many as I could. Yeah. And I I worked them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw you at most and of I got, them. And this year, um, I ponied up and I got a mountain bike and I started racing them. Yes. Um, like my first rides on my mountain bike were races. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, God. and if you want to learn how to do a discipline, like that's how you do it. Like Just jump in. Any those yeah. guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, th- uh, working with, with Mike Ripley, that's been a big one. Um, he has a lot. He's like 20 years of experience of promoting, so yeah. a lot to learn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's super patient, and he's so good at like – so if if someone comes up to me – so during a race day, uh, if you're the promoter, 
you you're fielding questions all day long and usually they're concerns and usually they're hot like we got to fix this now and Mike is so good at de-escalating yep. any situation. Yeah, right. People come to him with so much heat and he answers things with a smile and like I need to learn that. Like to be able it's a good to, skill set. Yeah. Yep. And then like how my whole goal with knowing all these promoters that I came on board with was you will tell me what my priority is. Mm-hmm. When twenty different people come to me saying we need to do this we need to do that whether it be over officials or participants volunteer crew paid staff um being able to navigate who i prioritize because time is of the essence and you have limited time um those are the biggest like uh little wins that you could grab gotcha from other people i think yeah that's good. Um, got a question for you regarding Vanport. What are some of your takeaways after that race? I know that you had all of the stress and the anxiety and there was a ton of work and getting there early yeah. and it was just a busy day that probably feels like a little bit of a blur now, yeah. but you, I'm sure you've had some time to sit down and reflect. What are some takeaways from that race? Um, no time to reflect yet. No. As soon as no. the night ended, as soon as the night ended, it was like, I'm on the phone with the owner of the next venue. Yeah. Um, but, and I, and I want to say there's no, um, there's no stress of the day, really. Um, the stress was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we got everything together and done. Mm-hmm. And we had team tent drop off Friday night with course preview. Mm-hmm. That was the coolest thing ever. Like we, it's a grass field with yeah. some dirt and like we create something yeah. that wasn't there. Yes. That's only gonna live there for the day. Yeah. But to see some people come Friday to check it out, like that's a big deal. And it was the first time I was seeing teams in like fours and fives, like right around pre-writing the course together this season, where that's like a roadie thing. Yeah. Like you see you see a team of six and you're like, cool, they showed up in numbers. Like cyclocross, there's a lot of sprinkling in here and there and the categories are raced throughout the day. So you don't really get to see, unless it's dialed, a cluster of six people together. Yeah. So that was like, a, like one of the first tear jerkers. Like yeah. that was cool. Um, even on Friday, there was moms and dads coming out with their kids uh-huh. um, to preview the kitty course that wasn't set up yet. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> right. But I was like, it's right over there. <laughs> uh, you just do some like weird uh, cursive like yeah. uh, signatures. What's a signature? I'm like, I don't know, kid. Uh, um, yeah, so that was great. The, the only stress, like I said, well, nothing for Saturday was Friday evening after I went home and it was all quiet. You don't know what you don't know. Uh-huh. So I'm sitting on the couch with my laptop trying to um, trying to figure out what I'm going to find out I messed up Saturday evening. Like what I didn't do. Yeah. Because it's, it's <clears throat> 6, 30, 7 o'clock and I have those hours until midnight. So I have six hours to fix whatever mistake I don't know I made yet. <laughs> that's the only one. And it's so weird to like stress on something that's not even there. So was there something that landed on that list? Um, I did, ha- like, if we were rating Vanport, I'd give myself a B minus. Um, oh, really? Because, and, and I'm really good at being honest and transparent. I forgot to put a mechanic in the pit. We did talk about that a little we, bit we yesterday. We did talk about that. I, I, um, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was so I was so. Uh, I think I know somebody you, might be able to help you out with that yeah, next go well, around. Yeah, so. well, that, that's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. To find that mechanic. Um, I could make it a story up. You know, I had a hired mechanic. Yeah, he, he didn't got, show yeah, up. Yeah, he didn't show up. <laughs> that guy's fired. Um, but no, that that, no, that I just sent him over to Lance's van. It was parked in the infield, right? He yeah, uh, it bridge. was parked. You in know the what? Dial did step up. Like everybody who came up with 18 goat heads in their front wheel. Um, from the parking lot. Yep. Uh, we sent them over to Dialed. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we solved several mechanical problems. People, it was pretty funny. People like all of a sudden somebody would roll up and he goes like, um, Scott said I I'm having an issue and he said I should come over and ask you guys if I could help. I'm like, yeah, let me see what's going on. Actually, the um, Zach Winner, the guy who won Beast. the uh, Masters the uh, 35 plus one two race. Yeah. Um, literally. 10 minutes before the race start, he rolled over and said, I'm having a problem with my brakes. I think I'm just going <laughs> to not race. He's like, is anybody mechanically inclined here? Like, well, let, let me look at it. So <laughs> I look at this brake, and you know how brake pads are held together by a spring? Well, one of the spring arms had like bent out of shape and was rubbing, right? It's a fairly common problem with wet brakes. He's like, and he looked at it and said, oh, forget it. I just won't race. And I'm like, no. Give me three minutes and let me see if I can fix it. I took it apart. I clipped off the thing. I put it back together. I'm like, Zach, you're good to go. And he's so like, you saved his day and gave him a win. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he came and over his, afterwards. His, he's like, it, the photos aren't out yet, but I have, uh, I had a few different photographers there and I got like his podium photos. I've already gotten back. He's like half undressed. Out he's of his shirtless. Kit, throwing the horns. <laughs> I'm like, bro, this is a family event. Like, yeah. let's, uh, let's he's get He's a character dressed. though. Yeah. He's, he's really funny. I like him a lot. He yeah. was super stoked because he beat a guy that he has battled with for a decade. Is that Paul Borsier? Yes. Yeah. Another beast. <laughs> yep. Yes. And they have battled on the road and in, psych- in several different disciplines uh, for in more than a decade. And so he came over. He's like, dude, I'm so glad you come. You gave me <laughs> yeah. the W. And I'm like, I Love just it. fixed your brakes. It's no big deal. So so no mechanic. Well, anything else on the list or is that no. it? Um the uh yeah th- so that was on me well that uh, wasn't i don't think that was like a terrible thing it's because not. it's like no, the community I, so there's, is going to rally and they're going to support each other and that happened there's so. two things like so i always address these things as a racer yeah and then a promoter sure and it's as a racer where's my damn mechanic like uh-huh. like i need <laughs> right. help like i need help from everybody um and as a promoter it's like i'm sorry so <laughs> I just forgot. Like, like, just, it was one not, thing. Yeah. And I know better. Like, I know better. I even made the pit, and I made the pit with a 10 by 10 tent section for the mechanic sure. that I forgot to find the dang mechanic <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, that's embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, I like it. Now it's on my laptop in bold, underlined four times. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Um, so that was one. The other only hiccup that was hard to swallow. Um, we did chip timing from Stacy and Blair Bronson of Best in the West uh, events, and which is amazing. Um, but it was just uh, organizing that in the morning with mm-hmm. Obra numbers and there's a lot of day ofs. It made my line super long and a couple, like a handful of people had to be in line for an hour. And yeah. uh, that that to me was like, I, I'm not okay with that. 
Um, yeah, but you kind of you recalibrated that as yeah, the day we, went on. It, we it really it, got. It, it took like forty five minutes, but then you were yeah. able to find a way to solve it, so yeah. it wasn't this big long line. Yeah, and the at the end of the day, in my opinion, it's worth it. You figured that out, and you brought chip timing. You brought chip timing to this area we've been talking yeah. about that for God knows how long. I am so irritated when I do a race <laughs> that doesn't have chip timing. So here, this is this is my thing. <laughs> I had a horrible race, right? Like uh-huh. I went off. I I, I tried to go for the whole shot, got second place. These junior kids that are, they're they're realizing they get upgrade points when they do Cat 2-3 field. Uh-huh. So now they're playing with us and making us look like idiots. Right. Um, I'm like, you got your own category, junior yeah. one, two, three. Yeah. And they're like, uh, yeah, I already did that one. So it's like their, again. their warm down is the Cat 2-3 field. Um, and uh, so yeah, I, I come in second. Um, uh, behind the whole shot and we immediately break away in a cluster of four and um on one of i think it's the second lap i i tag the barrier section with my back wheel tag the first barrier my chain falls off and gets stuck oh no so i fall i lose like w- because we have chip timing you can see i exactly. know that i lost 45 seconds that lap yeah, yeah. but uh so whatever i like fall back to 12th come back up to sixth and i'm, I'm trying to battle for points for the series overall because uh-huh. i lost it so now i'm second place with 66 points and bradford smith who is an absolute beast he's a beast who does the two three field on a uh, single, speed, single bike. speed he and he races a single speed yeah, yeah earlier yeah yeah and got on the podium. And got on the he podium. He was second place in the single speed and took first place in the the two three field. Mm-hmm. Um, he just stole the series overall from me, so I'm coming for him. No, um, <laughs> we got two races yeah. left. <clears throat> yeah, he is so sick. I love I love riding with the guy. Um, and but one of my teammates to like console me because he knows like bro you've like worked hard putting this race together uh doing your race having a crappy mechanical because obviously i'm not strong enough to lift a bike up at the end of the day to you <laughs> to pound stakes you know yeah and, like it's a workout yep. and you're like i can do everything but you can't um <laughs> But he's like, you set the fastest lap time in the two three field. I was like, well, that's cool, you know. Like, and again, it, it's like we're such nerds about lap times. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, you yeah. know. I have like, like rewinding to people who just started doing the beginner field. Um, at that job I worked in the coffee industry, mm-hmm. um, some of those kids I was going to bat for came to the bike race. It was the first bike race they've ever done. I'm like, I'll what? get, you, I'll get you in, and that that was the biggest highlight of my day because at the last job i could only do what i could do in the parameters of that company correct with the position they put me in yep they give you i come to be a a race promoter they give you a a blank sheet of paper and basically say scribble off of it you know you can do whatever whatever you can create you can create Mm -hmm. so i had these these my old work crew come that only saw me stressing on when the hell the next barge of machines is showing up to you did this like like what part of this did you do did you do like like you set up the course i'm like no like literally like look over there that was all orchestrated look over here that was all like thought of and designed all of the layers yeah 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 and like you can think anything Mm -hmm. like an artist can think anything that doesn't mean you're a good artist it's like can you execute and then like like i said putting the right people in the right positions and then you can leave those things to focus on what you want to do um 
dude, it felt so cool. And like, I was so proud of myself within those little, that, that little moment with some old coworkers yeah. that, that are. That's cool. Like they, they're coming into cycling and like they're visiting my world, you know? Yeah. That's such a big I, deal. I, I can, I can resonate with that. That, that I definitely feel that way because you know, Lance has been a part of this too, this team that we've built and we do all kinds of fun stuff to try and like say, Hey, come over here and check this out. Look at this thing. And you give somebody a peek behind the door of, of seeing what this world entails. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they step through that and then it changes their life and they get, they get to do all these fun things. Yes. We get to see that all the time. And that right there is like, that's why I'm doing this. And like yeah. in the back of your head, you're like, oh, yeah. that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. And uh, to w see what you're doing, that's a conduit that we get to plug into and show people. So like, I have nothing but respect for you yeah. up and down and gosh, it's just awesome. So <laughs> yeah, I, you know, so for you to have that moment that, that, that just tells you you're doing something right. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Good job, Scott. Thank you so much. <laughs> I need that now. Yeah. Thank yous don't, um, yeah, good jobs don't pay the bills, but yeah. No, motivate you. Yeah. Keep you no, totally. going. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Lance, what other questions do you have for Scott? Um, why, what pushed you into wanting to really do this? And, or let, let me, let me clarify this. What's, what are your plans? What are you hoping to do with all this? There, that's oh, a really big yeah. question right there because, I mean, I don't know how much Scott wants to get into like what he's actually going to be doing and what 2022 and possibly yeah. 2023 are going to look like. But, okay. I mean, the guy sitting across yeah. the table from us is going to be responsible for a lot of yeah. people here that race bicycles but being pretty happy. We need it. We're losing yes. promoters and we're sick of losing promoters uh -huh. and we're yes. losing races and we want those races back. Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there with you and I'm physically trying to fill that void with yeah. myself and a crew. Um, and a lot of this stuff is just kind of happening. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like I said, I came on board with a bunch of promoters this year as an hourly worker. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, I was working for Dom Phipps who does best of both down in bend. Yeah. Which is a triathlon. No, well, no. <laughs> no, best yeah. of both. both. Yeah, is that what I said? No. No, it's, it's just. Did I say best of both? You yeah. said best of both. Okay. It, yes. That is correct. That is correct. It's not best in the West. That's no. what I That's what I heard. Best yeah. of but both. That's not what you said. Cool. Gravel mountain, or no, gravel road mountain? I, yeah. It, yeah. It, no, road bike too. Gravel road mountains. It's gravel yeah, bike, yeah. then yeah. road bike, yeah. then mountain bike. Yeah. 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 Which, I did that race. You were there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is sick. Like, I, like, it, Whenever I think I can do decent at a race, sometimes I don't do it. Like, I don't know if I'm the only one because I'm like, it makes me more nervous, but I think I could have done really well there, uh -huh. but I just worked it instead, you know, justified I, uh, not racing it by working it. Um, I, I blew to pieces. Yeah. Because it was a six hour day and that sixth hour, it, I just, I blew to pieces. It was warm too, wasn't it? Yeah. It oh, was. Dude. Yeah. I still won my age division, but I still I blew to pieces. I just I remember the picture of you looking like a giant salt lick. <laughs> yes, I was a complete salt lick. So anyway. I, I was I was there working, and I got a phone call from Brian Simiati, and Brian Simiati is the promoter who does Echo Red to Red Mountain Bike. Sure. Who I who I started with this year. Um, he's like, hey, I'm I'm taking over Baker City Cycling Classic. I need backup, like big time. Um, I drove from Bend out to Baker to work with him. Um, I already hadn't been home for a while to see like the wifey and our dogs, uh -huh. but uh, I'm committed, you know? Like my whole goal for, for this year was like, 
prove to the community that I'm committed. If I get asked to do anything, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll figure out how to do it, but I will step up and do it. I uh, go and I I work with Brian Simiotti at Baker City Cycling Classic as an hourly worker. But then I start getting um, questions from like Ober officials and like uh, reg- uh, people racing the event. And I, I feel like I'm getting pulled up to a higher level. Uh-huh. Um, and I told Brian, I'm, uh, I'm like, Brian, I, like, I can't take on this amount of stress at this pay. Um, like my beard that was red is pretty much gray now. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, well, do you want to do you want to co-promote it, co-direct it next year? That was the biggest one. That was that was how the idea of maybe I can be a promoter like popped into my head because mm-hmm. you don't you just don't know. Like, um, can I handle this? Do I yeah. know all the bits and pieces? Yeah. Do I connect? Am I going to have a mentor that's going to help show me the way? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I got calloused very quickly. Um, Baker's hurting and we're, we're doing a lot right now is in the off season to build up for next year and more to come on that. Um, but yeah, after Baker, um, and taking that on literally sleeping, like, three hours a night from from race day to race day if we were lucky yeah um but we had uh brian and crane vetter who had uh been running it for Mm. forever and they helped they 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 housed us uh they took over a school that is home like they renovate it to a home. Oh wow! Like oh wow! A, yeah. Like you, you've seen seen the show. Like you live in what? Yeah. Um, like they, <laughs> they live, live in, in what? Yeah. It's insane. Huh? And then every classroom is like a like a different um, uh, artist uh, residency. It's really? so it's so cool. And oh, then wow. and then one this of is in the city of Baker City. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have a. Uh, a bike ride, like a little mini tour that goes from here to Baker, because at that school they have a hostel um, where they where there's tons of bunks, and uh, that's where we stayed. And it was really cool because I got to stay there with with all the Obra officials. Uh-huh. So fielding questions like in the morning and the night about like race day logistics, and there was no text or phone calls. We're literally in a big wide open room, all on <laughs> all on bunk beds, like six year olds. Yeah, you know, like like you don't want to be the like, and you're you're kind of giddy with the event and like being the ones that are putting it together for the racers. So um, the way that like if that room was filled with racers, they would be like, oh dude, tomorrow like Lance is gonna attack and we'll be able to sit in and then <laughs> and then and then we'll counter. Like the over officials have their own little thing where where they're talking about logistics of the day and how to pull things off seamlessly. Uh huh. Um, which is super cool. It's wow. cute, you know? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And it, it was fun to be a part of that. And yeah. I, uh, That's kind of what spurred the whole thing for you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of a buddy uh, who came on board, um, one of my friends, Colin, and uh, he, he will joke around because any job interview or job that he goes after – He's pretty much told them he's done it all, and then he'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm like, that's sketchy, you know, because you haven't done it all. But if he has a track record, yeah, yeah. he can pull it off. Yeah. I mean, so all right. I'm trying to do a little bit of that. Yeah. 
I still think honesty is king. And I think actions speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think confidence is what breeds uh, trust. So that that's that is um, and that last word trust is the biggest thing for me in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, how much uh, Brian Simiati and Mike Ripley, um, uh, Blair and Stacy Bronson trust me whenever I'm part of their crew. Uh, they'll give me the keys to their truck mm-hmm. and say, "Go and do this, this, and this." I'll come back with the truck safe and sound, you know, fill yeah. the gas up. Yeah. But but the fact that they trusted me, they'll hand me a paycheck, but I'm like, no, dude, the trust part's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I had, like, if I have trust issues from, like, family upbringing, but I get, like, emotional with that. So, um, and then I can take that energy to the race scene. Like, you guys trusted me to put a race on. Uh, you know, the fourth fourth race of the six-round uh, series, thank you for trusting me. You didn't have to. And everyone's been so receptive of, like, on both sides. The, the other promoters, um, after the event went off, the amount of text and phone, tel- phone calls I got from other people within OBRA, how'd your race go? Like, uh, oh, nice. yeah, yeah, and it, it was like, dude, I don't even have to answer that. As soon as I read that text, it felt so good. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. That that's, and that, so you could have, you could run an event, go into the negative and be down on yourself and you can have that support from other promoters. And that alone gives you the momentum to let's try this again. Mm-hmm. Let's go again. Cause we have to, Yeah. cause if I'm not here, we don't have a race and the racer half of me, uh, dies. Right crazy what about looking forward i mean there is another race on the calendar yeah. that you're going to be yeah. doing let's let's put a th- the, the pin in that one just for a second yeah. but can how much can you talk about for 2022 so what's what's your plan yeah so um i'll try to tie this in so people can feel what i feel but i started volunteering at cyclocross races under david salzberg and david hart who uh, owned zone five promotions um Zone Five Promotions put on David Douglas, Hetmere, um, Ninkrasi. Yep. Um, Washougal one back Wash in the Ugal, day. Yeah. Back in the day. They also did the Jack Frost time yeah. trial. Yep. They did the um, Yamhill Grand Fondo. They did Dirty Circles. They did Cherry uh, Pie. Cherry there, Pie. There's a, there's a very very long list yeah. of events. Or events that, that yeah. they did. Yeah. Um, and we lost all those events yes. this year. Yeah. Yeah. This year, though. This year. Yes. Um, That's what I wanted to hear. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, because I feel the most connected and comfortable around the cyclocross community, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to start there. Yeah. So, Mike Ripley gave me the keys for Left Coast Cross and said, um, don't crash my truck. You know, so which was so rad. Yeah, and, and he's so good because he could have, um, he could have micromanaged me. That's not how I would do it. Blah blah blah. He just let me do it, and um, and we did something really special. I feel like a race in August, cyclocross race, is hard to sell. Yeah. Um, but it was at a winery with a tasting room open and like wood fired pizzas and like the venue there's fantastic. Yeah, I had a great yeah. weekend there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Except I blew my chain up. Yeah, sorry. Like I'll get you a chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
So yeah, I wanted to start with the the, the cross community. Um, that made things less scary for me. Mm-hmm. But when I think 2020, 2022, and I know I'm going to be affiliated with Baker, mm-hmm. there needs to be a momentum built to get to Baker. We need to have other road races leading up Correct. to the stage race that yes. Baker is. Yes. Yes. Um, and with that said, that was uh, let's get Jack Frost um, back on the schedule. Let's get Dirty Circles back on the schedule. So a TT and a road race. I'm hoping Kings Valley comes back and they're back on the schedule. And that builds momentum and it builds trust mm-hmm. and we get to Baker. Um, Baker City was one of the only multi-stage road races in the country this year. There was very few. Yeah. There was one in Atlanta. And that was, that was felt because we had, it was the Nationals the week prior. Yes. So there was like two big teams came to Baker this year, uh, a Volo team. Yeah. Um, and uh, Drake Duel. Drake Duel came with, was it Team California? I think so. Yeah. Um, which... Uh, I had a buddy who I train with in Southern California, this, this young kid, such a ripper on an old bike, but we would go do training rides. Like the gnarly ones down the, down there, the Como street ride. Oh yeah. I know that one. Yeah. I've done that with, uh, who's the dude who took this, who took the yellow Jersey after Lance. Oh, um, Floyd Landis. Landis. Yes. Yep. Back in the day. Yeah. I've done that with Floyd Landis on the front and, uh, He's still got it. Yeah, or had it then. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's no joke training ride. Yep. Like it's it's a race. Yeah. Um, but I always saw that kid there at the front and we became friends. That was a few years ago. And every time I go down to Orange County to visit family, I hit him up and we do like a, we'll do like a 30 hour training week. Wow, what's his name? Uh, Ryan, um, his last name, I can't pronounce it correctly so we'll just say ryan for now <laughs> anyways i wonder if i know who he is um that kid uh i got him a free entry to baker to uh-huh. come up i'm like dude i need you here little buddy i need you to come support my race and he came up and uh he did the four five field and and crushed it and um he's on team california now Oh, he yeah. got picked wow. up by Daniel. Yeah, so the last text I got from him was wearing the same jersey as Drake. And I was like, you oh. feel like a proud dad, you know? Yeah, like, right. like He had only done like um, triathlons up until there and comes out and does a stage race. <laughs> yeah, does the TT at the stage race. He was the only one in like top 10 that was on a road bike. And I, huh. I... Uh, yeah, I, I got in my car because I was flagging one of the corners and I came up behind him and I'm like, bro, you got to get down. Like, you got to get aero. <laughs> get yeah, because everybody else is like um, getting time back on you. So, so yeah, we had Drake Duel out there with a the team and it was kind of like, it was kind of crazy because Avola was such a monster squad that they lapped the field in the crit and the amount of time that they gained in lapping the field in the crit is the exact time that they won over uh, won GC over Drake Duel. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which oh is insane. Gosh. Yeah. Like the amount of knowledge that a rider has, like has to, like you're going up the final day, the climb of hell. Like how long is it? I, it too long? It's like 10 miles. Yeah. I yeah. want to say too long. Um, <laughs> and to, 
yeah to to know i at least have to hit this second to win overall like those dudes are on another level yeah yeah we we just try to finish the race and we try to finish strong but when you're also being strategic um oh, yeah i there's no strategy when you can't even see straight gotcha so, right so in 22, we'll see yeah, 20, Jack Frost. I, I'm hoping so. Okay. Yeah, I still have to do the promoters meeting and and see if uh, if if this will come to fruition. Yeah. But as far as mapping out my calendar, um, I want to get Jack Frost on the schedule. Dirty circles. Yep. Will you take that back to the dike? Or are you going to go in, in Woodland? Or are you going to go somewhere else? Uh, again, I have to see where the permits lay. But gotcha. Uh, I know that the the Davids were talking about a new location in 2020 before everything got shut down. Yeah. Um, just kind of curious how that that's going to work out because that's a fun early season yeah, one. It it used to, I love it. It yeah. used to be a three race series too. Yeah. Will that be the case, or is it just going to be a one day deal? Um, for now, uh, one and done. One and yeah, done. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, I'm a dreamer, so I'm like, <laughs> no, we'll have races every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, um, I have like a, an amazing girlfriend who's a realist, and she's like, don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. Yeah, like, y- you know, this is hard. Like, uh, yeah, putting it, putting <laughs> a, like a little text box on a race calendar of when you're gonna do a race, that's pretty easy. Yeah. But like making it work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah. So Jack Frost, Dirty Circles. Have you ever sat down and tabulated how much time goes into promoting just no, one race? No, because it's. Um, I know it changes from race to race, but I'm sure you'll it, kill yourself. You don't want to know. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to know. So we we joke around like there's like the handful of promoters like uh, I feel like there's a lot of people I need to talk about because they've been so instrumental to me getting here, uh-huh. um, and they're popping into my head throughout, throughout talking, but. Um, Sal Kalura and Beverly Floyd, who are part of Obra, and Sal has done race promotion himself. They've been at like all the events that I've been doing, and, and um, from Baker City to mm-hmm. to the cross races, pounding stakes and helping out with like race day logistics as as well. Um, but but with that question of like, have you tabulated how much? Uh, um, Maybe you're making per hour. It's like six cents. <laughs> it's, okay, yeah. but, but but the important but thing is is it's actually positive. It's yeah. six cents. It's yeah. not. I lost six well, cents. Right, right now it is. Yeah, right now it is. Um, dude, the, um, I don't know if I can fully say um, like uh, expose w- what we were able to do at Baker, mm-hmm. but it broke even. Yeah, okay. and it broke even within like a thousand dollars and we're like whole and that's that's brian simiati not taking a cut of money oh wow so so promoters have to make money or they're not going to promote yeah i I mean i i think people understand that yeah there has to be a profit made otherwise races are going to go away yeah well the the scary thing is the negative because you don't want to invest like so if if i do anything that's if i do a race my girlfriend lives through all of the anxiety and stress that I live through and probably more because she has to console me through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I better make enough to take her out to dinner. You know? <laughs> or I'm not doing it. Right, one. right. Yeah. So um, in, in Brian's case, like he took Scott Cycles as a sponsor to the race. And that was a justification of if the race loses money, it was just a huge... Um, sponsor payout to mm-hmm. get 
the family shop affiliated with the race. Mm-hmm. Brian Semiotti uh, runs Scott Cycles, which is a which is a bike shop in uh, Tri Cities oh. in Kennewick. Washington, and uh, I think it's a shop that his father started, but now Brian runs. Okay, yeah. and it's sense. super complicated the way he does like emails because uh, the email is under Scott Simiati, not Brian Simiati. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he'll also use that email to do Baker, and because my name is Scott, people will be like, "Hey, I talked to you, bro," and I'm like, "No, you didn't talk to me. You didn't even talk to the guy you think you talked <laughs> talk to." to. Talk to Brian. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. So we need to update uh, homie's email. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, What about Yamhill? Will that be something that you... I don't know. I I, I got to... I was lucky enough to be there at Yamhill as a worker. Uh And uh, uh, David Salzberg let me also race. Uh Um, Yamhill's a gravel race that had a fantastic inaugural year. And then... We couldn't pull it off in 2021. Yeah, it, it, that's just one of those places. Like you come over some of these hills, and there's just just these vistas. You're like, that's not real. It's beautiful. Yeah. This, that's green so, screen backdrop. Yeah. Something I don't know. It's this is not real. Yeah, um, we did have a hiccup with one um, grumpy homeowner. In I the heard area. about that. Yeah, uh, she pulled out a directional sign. She pulled out a directional sign. So when I went out on, I did the medium, the 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 medio. Yeah. And uh, we blew the first turn, and the, that sucked because we started going downhill. So all the dudes who were looking at their Garmin was like, nope, we missed the turn missed like it. way back there. And um, prior to us missing the turn, we knew who did it because that lady was coming up the road against the bike traffic, honking her horn, flicking us off. And we were so lucky to it's have one day. We were one day. We were so lucky to have like one of my heroes, Tony Kick, was on a moto in front of us, and he put himself in front of us in the car and made sure the car got out of the way. And he did his job and he protected us. Yeah. And um, oh, he's yeah. he's a big reason that I thought working for promoters could be a reality. Yeah. Um, because he does it like a boss mm-hmm. um and yeah dude's a beast um i'm a fan of his cool yeah and uh i i hope i like i said the dreamer part of me says yeah let's do, i want to go back to yamhill based on the the venue because there's a there's a trout pond and i just want to go fishing there you go yeah <laughs> can i come yeah Dude, it's I, like I a barn and yeah. a huge field yeah. and it's like the venue was phenomenal yeah, Dude. Like, i don't want to leave here i slept <laughs> I, I slept uh I slept like on the floor one night and it was raining. Yeah. And like three hours into sleeping, like my my mummy sack sleeping bag is just like oh, no. soaked through and through. <laughs> and it was cold. And uh another guy I'm a fan of, Philip Trost, who is part of my yep. part of my crew and he's gonna be a big part of my crew moving forward. Um had like an extra slumber jack. Do you know what that is? Like a little sleeping cot. Okay. Yeah. So he gave me that. I re- I just remember sleeping and like, I think I put on like a cycling kit and then clothes on top of it. Just anything I had that was warm to try to sleep. <laughs> oh and I was like, commitment. You know. Yeah. I could have driven home. Like I think I was like hour and a half away from home and a, a hot shower and warm a warm bed. But I was like, no, bro, show your commitment. There you go. <laughs> I'm sleeping in the yeah. wet. <laughs> if you bring it back, you have to promise that the burritos come back too. Remember that post ride burrito? Oh, yeah. Did you have those? The burritos oh. were awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that funny that magical. we remember the burritos because yeah. they were actually and that good. The socks were awesome too. That was a yep. nice touch. I actually I think I just wore those uh, like two days ago, if I'm not mistaken. So he, dude, David did not cut any corners. Like, no, he put in. Um, I remember the 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 crew that went out there to ride around in the race fields yeah. as kind of a support crew, whether it be paid staff or volunteers. They had branded uh, race jerseys. Oh, like okay. Yamhill jerseys yeah, that were yeah, a different yeah. color than everyone else that yeah. got, got a jersey. And I was like, that's how you do it. Yeah. yeah. Like you you make everybody that comes to your event feel special. Yep. So they come again. Yeah. So the volunteer crew got a little bit more than yeah. like the ones who, who got to race. Racing is the biggest one. Yeah. Like if you get to race an event, you're pretty damn special. Yeah. Because there's people who just can't make it there. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one, and that was like before gravel really, like truly exploded. I mean, it was right yeah. there at the beginning when everybody was starting to do more gravel. It was just a lot of people showing up on their cyclocross bikes, not having these gravel specific yeah. bikes. And yeah. it, it, if it had been able to continue forward last year, I think it probably would have. No joke, I think it would have doubled in participation, oh, and def- yeah, in, and then moving forward, it probably would have ended up being a premier event because the the location is that good. Is good. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, how about we talk about Washougal? That yeah. is a little yeah. race that just popped up on the Oprah calendar, yep. and it's a cyclocross yeah. race. And you're truly here, Scott. Yeah. It's going to be uh, <laughs> okay. promoting that. So, Washougal is the most romantic uh, notion for for me in cycling. Um, like I said, I worked with David Salzberg and David Hart for a couple years at cyclocross events before I had enough courage to go and and participate in one, but. Philip Trost mm-hmm. had a Sage uh, Titanium cross bike, and I had uh, like Timberland work boots. He's like, "Bro, go race my bike," and, <laughs> oh, and nice. the bike is so beautiful that the only answer you could have is yes. Okay, uh-huh. yes, of course, I yeah. will, <laughs> dude. I just want to touch it, and you're gonna let me go, like mess around on the in, in the mud on it, like okay. Um, he lets me. Uh, Race his bike in the Cat 5 field with big old muddy work boots yeah. that are like, dude. <laughs> I, what I year have, was this? Um, 2017. Okay, that was the yeah. last one then, right? That they that was the last time they had that race there was in 2017. And I remember that because that was the last cyclocross race I was able to do. I think they went... No, nope. no. Nope. It was the next well, year. The next year they didn't do it. They didn't in Crossy. They didn't yeah, do the okay. Washougal race. So, I'm re- yeah. I, yeah, I'm referring to the venue, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I, I do that, and uh, I'm hooked for life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for life. Like I I threw away my road bike, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds like me. Um, but you know how those races go when you you try something new and it goes, even if the placement you know like yeah. um, doesn't go well. It went well because I'm smiling and I. you go home and like you build up the courage to be like, babe, can I buy another bike? <laughs> and she doesn't get that there's multiple disciplines and she's like, this is getting really expensive. You know, like, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, I, I, at that race, I it was raining and I there was a tent with um, uh, one of the uh, the vendors came out, Bicicleista, mm-hmm. and um, I go under his tent for protection from the rain and we start small talk. And essentially he's like, have you ever been here before? I'm like, yeah, I actually come out here to watch the motocross races. Yeah. Um, 
super fan. And he was like, I could see he perked up a little bit when he heard that. And, and I'm like, yeah, my, my, uh, my girlfriend's dad's ex-pro supercross motocross racer. And he's in the industry with like a suspension company. And I can tell he wants to kind of get into conversation about that. And, um, I'm like, you probably don't know him. Um, he owns, uh, Enzo suspension and immediately he's like Ross Maeda. I'm like, yeah, he's like, (laughs) he really did know. Yeah. He's like, when I, when I came over to the U S um, with like team Italy for like a motocross donations race, uh, Ross hosted him for like a few months. And when Ross had gone to Italy, like vice versa. So family friends that I had no idea, you know, I liked the guy based on liking the guy. Yeah. And then I find out he's like a family friend. Sure. Um, uh, and that's where I met him at Washougal. This is Stefano. Yes. Of Beachy Clista. Yeah. yeah. Who is like, dude, he is. Salt he of the earth. He is like the man. Yeah. Um, the amount of stuff that he does and nobody knows, uh, just kind of makes let's, me like, Let's talk about him for a minute. I think yeah. I've like just had like brief subtleties like hey yeah. how you doing I, yeah. I mean like i know who he is i see his little vw van out there with his beach calista yeah. in his tent and you know he was a big supporter of vanport you had yeah. his he uh, he was um was he the the title sponsor title sponsor yeah and as far as um the the guy like i can't say enough good things about him so basically he cooked us lunch every day <laughs> that's what i hear yeah he I set mean, up a kitchen and cooked us lunch yeah. yeah um i remember like i he's like well who's on board and i'm like okay this 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 and this he's like all right well we got to get you a race flyer well yeah i know but the he got it back in like 15 minutes <laughs> just toss it together <laughs> and, then, huh? and then i'm like can i get a logo got a got a logo in five minutes i'm like i need a header for like an email blast going out like one minute because he already had the stuff and he's just like playing with formats I'm sure like, that's his gig like he owns uh beach Eclista, like cycling apparel and all of that artwork is him yeah i'm afraid of color like I want black, black socks, black shoes, black cape, black helmet. <laughs> Look at what Jake yeah. and I are wearing. Yeah, like we're in full black with yeah. little orange I, details. I want black. Yeah, I'm terrified of color. But with that said, he did uh, everything that he has touched and done so far. I like. I'm like. I like faint over. Yeah. I'm like this is so good. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you do it so quickly? Um, so. Yeah, the amount of stuff that he did at Vanport, we, when uh, when I went to Vanport to set up the course, we went over with Kevin Blair of uh, Cyclocross Crusade because there was a little bit of nervous tension of like, well, I don't want you going to a venue and doing the same thing that the Cross Crusade is going to do sure. in a month. Yeah. Cross Crusade's first race is October 24th, and Cross Crusade is one of the larger amateur race series in the country. Cross yeah. Crusade holds my heart. Yeah. yeah. You know, like cyclocross in Oregon is nothing until October 24th. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Because if you think. Everything else is practice. Dude, if you think that getting like a top 10 was like legit in any field so far, you are going to get humbled very quickly going to the cross crusade because people show up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with that said, we had Kevin Blair come out and Stefano was there too. And I basically said, I am fully on board with protecting the crusade. Uh, What do, what do we not touch in order for it to be a draw um, for the first cross crusade 
race. So we were pointed those out. Stefano's with me and he's like, let's do this for the course. I like long straight power. He probably had 18 off camber grass. <laughs> yes, we did. And, uh, and, yeah. and like, yeah, like you had to go uh, tape to tape, cutting, like getting so interesting with your apexes. Um, and that was Stefano. Like that course was designed as soon as like, uh, Sal Kalor and I, w w when we walk a course and there's four of us walking it and we're designing a course together, we agreed that you, at one point you just need to let one person take it. Yeah. Cause like you can't even have four people decide on dinner. Yeah. Right. Like imagine going up to a grass hillside with nothing on the ground yet. And you're designing a course. We all see different lines. So yeah, yeah, you just have to let yeah. somebody take it. Yeah, yeah. So Stefano, like he started speaking the loudest. I'm like, you're in charge, buddy. Um, and yeah, what we got was so sick. I mean, we knew where we were going and what was allowed for us to use on, on the property. Um, but yeah, it was so cool to, to give him the reins on, on course design kind of with us and, and that's one of the things he did. What is his background with cycling? I and mean, he obviously has a cycling apparel yeah. company and yeah. he's yeah. making kits Dude, and stuff. Dude, it's so like funny. That. Uh, you go over to his house and he has bins and bins and bins of jerseys that he's created. Uh -huh. And some of them are jerseys that Tour de France racers from back in the day wore. Oh, wow. Okay. You know? So yeah. it's like he, like, he won't tell you that, um, but uh, it's legit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, no, anybody in the industry that knows him, um, just met a friend for life. Yeah. He's family. He'll invite you over. Like for us, we watch Supercross together at his house. And like my girlfriend, like neither my girlfriend or I cook. So when we think about like, is it time to go treat yourself for a good meal? Like we don't think of a restaurant. We think of his house. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> there Paul you go. Stefano and Sarah. Yeah. Like, are they down to have us over? So it's like <laughs> the only place we feel comfortable inviting ourselves over. Um, oh, and they it. make you feel like you didn't. Yeah. So that's another reason I love the cycling community with yeah. people like him in it. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's why, uh, he's the, he's our team captain or mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he won't say that, but yeah, there's a, there's a four man squad with us, myself, um, Aaron Anderson, Aaron McClintock and, and on Stadnik. Uh -huh. And, uh, dude, the guy's so legit. He made cycling kits for us and we all have our last names on the back. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's like cool. that little touch. And then on the inside of the kit where it says like, um, made in Italy in the size, our last name is there too. And it, you just feel special. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. Those are yeah. the nice little touches. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So going back to Washougal, what's what's the breakdown? What's this going to look like? When is it? Uh, Who's going to be there? October 16th, which uh -huh. is my birthday. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, so uh, at the very least, let's share birthday beer. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have uh, Dialed is coming on um, and uh, as a sponsor. And we got Tangent Coffee Roasters coming on. Um, it's basically going to be kind of my breakout of branding myself as zone five promotions. Sure. Uh, and we're, uh, co-presenting it with, with Stefano of, uh, Beach Calista. Uh -huh. And yeah, I, I, as of now, the date set, uh, the venue set, I'm going up to meet with the owner of the facility, 
um, this week, which is because it's on a motocross track. He's a family friend of my girlfriend's dad. Yeah. So it's like it's weird how you you make these connections. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's why this venue I feel is super personal. Yeah. He's a good dude as well. Like we were out on a road bike ride and we, uh, like if you're riding out there in Washougal, there's that road that undercuts it. It's just below it. Yeah. Boring. And we, yeah. Yeah. And then we were just sitting Boring. there. We were, <laughs> we were waiting for the rest of our group to kind of come up, you know, just regrouping if you will. Yeah. And he's coming up in his truck and he just like pulls over and he stops and I'm like, oh gosh, we're going to get yelled at by some local hair. And he rolls yeah. down his windows. Like, oh, hey guys, how are you? He's like, you guys are all cyclists. And, like, yeah. and he's like, do you guys do any of the cyclocross stuff and everybody's like oh yeah and he, then he's like yeah we love you guys and if you guys ever need anything or if you want to come out here Dude. and do some racing or you know we want racing to come back here and like he couldn't have been any more of a nice guy yeah. any more supportive yeah i had a phone call with him the other day he's interesting because like maybe i'll try four days to get him on the line uh-huh and i'm like biting my fingernails off i'm like bro i need confirmation sure um, so I get all nervous and then like, I talk to him and we'll have like a two hour conversation and it's like full throttle. He's like, yeah, so you'll come back in 2022. I'm like, well, let's take care of this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but he's like, yeah, next year. And we'll have a, we'll do, I, I want to make a six to eight mile mountain bike, single track loop around my facility that mountain bikes don't touch. And oh. I'm like, dude, you're saying what I'm thinking, Yeah, you know? <laughs> and like every promoter and bike racer is just waiting for people to give us the yeah. field of dreams. Yep. Yes. Like you're, you're allowing us to come to your property. Yep and create something and he's like he's like yeah my 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 it's his girlfriend or his wife is a elite mountain biker mm -hmm. so it's something that she's wanted oh there so you go. 2022 <sighs> sneak peek there is going to be some form of mountain biking at oh, washugal oh, and, and it won't be like a gravel road it'll yeah. be like we're creating a team to go up there with shovels sure and build single tracky yeah oh. dude i'm a mountain biker now and I, I like, I'm most excited next year about, uh, all, all those teammates I just mentioned on, yeah. on the team I'm on, they're all, uh, cat one mountain bikers. Okay. I'm finally in the mix with them. So to have like four teammates and cat one mountain biking, dude, that is, excites rip. me yep. so much. Yeah. yeah. So you guys will come up with a cool course design, of course, yeah. because that's is what you do. Is it going to be on, on the, so for the Nincrossi for, side? For the yeah. That's so weird. Like Everybody asks that. <laughs> no, it's so weird because um, people are, are uh, they're comforted in, in, in knowing. Mm -hmm. um, but it might be something new. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it might be something totally new, uh, weather dependent. Because gotcha. if it rains there, we have to go. We can't touch some of the mud. Mm -hmm. We don't have a motor on our bike. Um, yeah, like you need to stay off the actual motocross course if yeah. it's really wet. I don't even think we'll. Well, so we're dealing with logistics of another moto event that day. Sure. I think it's a woods race. Uh huh. So based on that, we're going to see what their track is, where their parking is. And then we basically get full reign of the rest of the facility. Gotcha. Okay. And so, it's a big, big place. I mean, how big. many acres is it? Do you know off the top I, of your head? I don't know. I want to say somebody told me it's like 80 acres, yeah. which if that's, <laughs> if that's correct, that's a big well, place. No, and, and then I, when I lived in the woods, like, uh, 
that line is so blurry, right? Yeah. Like you have your property line, yeah. but when it bleeds into natural woods, yeah. it's pretty big. It yeah. just got a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, it just got a lot yeah. bigger. No one's gonna be out there being like, hey, you crossed the property line here. Yeah. It's like, I didn't know. <laughs> There's trees everywhere. Yeah, that's cool. It's, um, it's a great venue. And I just wish that more people would not put their nose up at the notion of like, oh my gosh, I gotta go to Washington and drive all yeah. the way out to Washougal. Trust me, it's yeah. worth it's your worth time. It. Dude, yeah. the, other people, um, like weight that they put on that drive yeah. has a weight on me. Mm-hmm. And I I was like, uh, I asked my girlfriend today who pretty much does all my work for me. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she she jumps on my laptop. I'm like, hey, can you tell me how far it is from Portland to Washougal Motocross Park where the venue is? Yeah. Um, I thought it was like over an hour, no. you know, cause everyone else freaks out about it, but it's like 40 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Bro, 40 minutes. Everybody's like, going to drive that far this yeah, weekend. Uh, no, hide your farms. Further. Yeah, yeah. F- for some people, further. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this morning, I, I blasted on the WSBA forum yeah. as well. And I'm like, I'm going to waive uh, one day permits for you guys. If anybody in WSBA comes down, I'll cover that cost for one day. Yeah. Because I want to see them. Yeah. There's no race going on in Washington, October 16th, Perfect. only the 17th. Yeah. And I know a lot of those dudes are coming down across the following week. Sure. Cr- cross Crusade. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, the timing is really good because it's oh, yeah. in between this Harvest Cross series ending and before Cross Crusade starts. Yes. So the. Dude, if anybody got gifted that date, yeah. that is the best date you could have. Yeah. <laughs> Like by the end of Cross Crusade, like you're burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but but yeah, it's after the Obra Cross Champs race yeah. on the 9th and tenth um, of October. Yeah. And then you have that week in October sixteenth, and then you have the Cross Crusade, Crusade starting. starting yeah. And yeah. I'm copying the um, the race day schedule of Cross Crusade, so you'll you'll start to get <clears throat> excuse me you'll start to get a feel for it. Yeah, the pacing will be about right now. You turn, I don't want to knock PR. It's a great little facility. There's a lot of cool stuff that you can do there. And it is a big, giant, blank slate, but there's really nothing that's like, oh, that's really cool that you get to do that. I mean, it's kind of fun, like when you get to incorporate it in the motocross track or yeah. the fact that we get to ride road bikes on the, you know, the, the race course that, yeah. or the track yeah. that goes around there. But for the cyclocross stuff that you did, you just have a space yeah. and it'd be like akin to like saying, all right, we're going to go to this elementary school and you get to do this here. I mean, there's not yeah, like which a, is a very interesting way to design because you're, you're essentially given like a crescent moon shape. Uh, yeah. Um, not even like a square or a circle. Yeah. So it's, so yeah. you get to be creative with that and you made it work and it was fantastic. Everybody showed up and had a really good time. You you walked the course and Stefano got to do his thing yeah. and you yeah. made something out of, I don't want to say nothing, but not very much if you, yeah. in terms of features. When you talk about Washougal, my gosh, there's a lot of stuff out there that yeah. is at your disposal. And you're talking about now you're given like, you're given like the holy grail of places yeah. that you can build something. I completely agree. And you can be evil. Yeah. Like you can make people like, actually think of like for for me like when you go through a cross course yeah so the the very first time this has ever happened was hetmir when you ride into the sand Uh uh-huh oh i hated that yeah i didn't get off the bike but i hated riding into the sand and trying to get through it um while i was learning how to do you just get your weight wrong and you go over the handlebars yeah (laughs) And, and there's a nice little uh like a the the curb kicker yes once the sand gets kicked out in front of that like and you try to ride through like you'll you could 
you could flatten a tire on it, easy. Yeah. So you try to do that little hop to get over it. Yeah. But that little hop makes you set into the actual deep sand deeper. Uh-huh. Uh, right. what, uh but but that was a cool obstacle because yeah. I would fear it from the start, and as soon as I crossed it, it would be in my mind again, like, oh shoot, I gotta hit that in another like seven minutes. Yeah, I'm hitting that again. Yeah, um, that's what I think is important for Washugo. Yeah, like I think we get a couple obstacles that actually challenge people. Yeah, and and, and it stays in their head. Yep. And like they did with Nincrossi. I mean, the, the end that they made was yeah. like perfect. Like it, oh, yeah. it looked awesome, but Dude. it was it was not easy to ride through. Yeah. It wasn't like terrible, but at the same time, I it, mean, that was a signature thing yeah. that they get to do with that. Yeah. Now you get the option to kind of go in there and do something similar. Yep. That, uh, and I'm, um, I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be out there with the owner of the venue, Ryan Huffman. And I think I'm going to bring along uh, David Salzberg. Sure. Who has so much knowledge sure. of, of the venue. Um and we're gonna create something amazing. Nice. You know what you should do? You should you should create a a course feature that looks like the beachy clista. <laughs> <laughs> you should do a loop on a yeah. loop on a hill. Yeah. It would make it look like that uh, the beachy clista logo. Yeah, those are well, cool little logos. Well, we we do have um, as of this morning, Ten Barrel Brewing is coming on board. Oh, nice. So oh, good. maybe I'll just like write out Ten Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's funny though. Like, like I, I totally agree with you. The, the inn that was up on the hillside was so pro. It was just, it was, it and was it, pro. It was rad yeah. because it, because it was on the climb. You had to like muscle to punch it up, but then it had its own natural speed limit. You had a speed check yep. coming into the bottom and then come back around. And yeah, I, I like, I love cross. Gotcha. Like you can't make, um, you can't make a bad course. You can just make a course that some people didn't like. Yeah. And you're not going to ever make yeah. everybody happy right. either, too. Yeah. So so we've talked about the anatomy of cyclocross to date that you've done. Is there something in the future that you want to bring to cyclocross, some little thing that's been sitting in the back of your brain, some little like stamp that you want to put on it that makes it like yes. this is going to be a Scott Schultz event? Yeah. So the, it was too short notice to pull this off this year. Uh-huh. But the goal for 2022 regarding cyclocross is to do a two-day event uh-huh. at Washougal um, with two different courses, completely different courses. Okay. The second one being very challenging, technically, um, and that would allow people who come to the event on Saturday to be able to pre-ride the next day's course all day long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah. That's the daydream. And then have camping there Friday night, Saturday yeah. night. <clears throat> and um, like, yeah, just- And that's a venue where you can do that kind of stuff. For oh, all they're of that. wanting it. Yeah. He wanted it this year. And I'm like- I mean, and it's so remote out there that like they could have entertainment. You could oh, have yes. different yeah. festivities. I, I mean, you can make this a thing, you know? I'm going to rival Coachella- yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm hiring on their paid staff. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Anything else that you want to add to this, Scott? Did anything that we missed, or anything that you want to get off your chest? Um, no, for me, it's just thank yous. It's uh, thank you to you guys for supporting me and my races. Um, the other promoters for having my back. Um, when I when I was like nervous and reaching out, they're like, "You got this." Yeah. And you you've been with us doing this. Um, you know what you're doing, go. And uh, I love it. Yeah, I, I kind of accidentally fell into this role and this is my life now. 
So you're going to make yeah. the full run and become a full-time <laughs> promoter, huh? Yeah. I'm trying to like, uh, keep the smile. Yeah. Yeah. And Has uh, Mike Ripley given you some good tips or some good advice? Dude, we talk like every day on the phone for like two hours. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a typical that's like Ripley. Mike Ripley conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's funny cause yeah. we're, we're both after it and like, um, it's uh, every once in a while like I'll be on speakerphone and probably so is he so my girlfriend works remotely and she's overhearing the conversation and some of the conversations are like were you guys fighting and I'm like <laughs> no just like the way we communicate yeah. like uh, and yeah dude the people who have supported me I feel like when anybody has ever talked about like it was out of body experience or something like a lot of this is coming through my mouth or my body or my, my, my mind orchestrating things, but it's such a collective effort. Mm -hmm. Like when so many people want something to happen, um, it's not you. Like it, it's, it's when a band starts playing and they're jamming together and it's like perfect. Yeah. I feel like that right now. Cause I, my energy goes in, uh, dude, the racers are showing up. Could you imagine if like no one showed up to right. Vanport? Yeah, right. that would have been a bummer, Bro, I would have been yeah. on suicide walk. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nobody loves me. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, I mean, if you see me at a race, let's talk. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's all I want. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Any other questions for him, Lance? I think we're good. All right. So this is the the part of the podcast where we do a little thing called one last thing. I'm not going to put you on the spot to start, but this is just where you can say anything that you want about anything. Your one last thing. You get a little parting shot, if you cool. will. So Lance, you got any one last things? My uh, I, This is my stupid race week uh -huh. this week. I'm racing four times this week. <laughs> good Lord, Lance. So I'm going to race tonight at Twilight uh, Cyclocross down okay. in Springfield near Eugene. I think Scott is going as well. Yes, we're going to try to drag some teammates with us. Uh, then um, Wednesday, I am driving to Spokane. I'm going to do that Dude. dumb little 30-minute race in Spokane. That's a how many hour drive? One way? Five and a half hours. Like you do. But that's my daughter's there. My wife's going. We're taking the dog. We're making it a couple days of it. You know, that But you would business. still do it if they weren't and all that other stuff wasn't going on just because you're a sucker for a cyclocross race, aren't you? I, what else am I going to do, G? <laughs> I say that all the time. I don't have a job, so I may as well go race bikes. <laughs> Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday, we have the two final races in the cycle in the Harvest Cross series. Sure. So um, Saturday is at Heiser Farms, which kind of features a uh, a mud mud bog. a mud bog. There's like a muddy section near the river that, regardless of whether it's warm, okay. it will be muddy. Yeah, because the. the weather right now the past couple of days it's been torrential here yeah we've had a lot of rain but it's supposed to start to dry up and clear up a little bit is that gonna hold out for the weekend and it's it's back yeah the the it'll be dry the upper parts of the course will be dry but the stuff back by the river will be muddy guaranteed okay it just won't dry out yeah i mean i've seen pictures of that before where people are riding like their bottom bracket was just completely submerged yeah 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 so that'll be fun it's Good always time. a tough course there's a couple run-ups that yep. you have to run so and then fun. sunday is zolder cross sunday is zolder cross which yeah. is here in clark county washington uh, Alder, at alderbrook, alderbrook park that's yep. another beautiful location I haven't, yeah i haven't been there yet but yeah. the, it feels very belgian like looking at it's kind of in a bowl the, yeah. the park is kind of in a bowl so there are steep climbs and um sharp swoopy things and alderbrook park is actually uh world famous for having a pink lemonade fountain a drinking fountain that drinking fountain 
pink with lemonade. pink lemonade yeah. in it. So look for that if you come. Well, I mean, is that going to be open? Yeah, it'll be open. <laughs> Interesting. It's like, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be with my crazy straw, like a little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so fun. that's the so there's four races this week yeah. happening so cool we'll see what happens from there all right scott you got one last thing did i give you enough time yeah yeah definitely my last thing is just a, a sincere thank you to my girlfriend nikki maeda and uh brian Simiotti, uh sal and and bev um we came up and did vanport they stayed with us at our place uh-huh. and we don't have a big place <laughs> so it was like very cozy and, and that was the highlight of my week nikki's like what was your favorite part and i was like um hanging out with the crew that made this possible yeah eating dinner um yeah i i lo- absolutely love the whole family aspect of the community which i've had as a racer um and as a I, I don't have kids, so I kind of feel like a parent, yeah. right? Like you, like a parent will get like the bounce house and some like uh, balloons <laughs> and like, uh, uh, yeah, it, they'll, they'll create the day for their child for it to be a memorable one. Yeah. Um, that's my final thought with Love this <laughs> is like being able to help create a memory. Sure. So and uh, that was a good one too so and there'll be more to come looking forward to that my one last thing is um scott asked for a little bit of help and he said that he would you know give us a a little sponsorship tag if you will and and that was all fine and well but it wasn't really me and you gave me a lot of credit for that but all i did was like you know rally the troops and i just wanted to just give a heartfelt thank out uh, thank you out to the team that that stepped up like lance here there was a lot of people on our team that showed up and did stuff early in the morning all throughout the day helped to break down and it's those people that really shine and they're the ones that should get the the recognition all i did was show up and watch everybody cheer everybody take some pictures and then i was off to another soccer game because that's what i'm part soccer dad you know (laughs) all over the place doing all that other stuff so um but they they stepped up and i really appreciate that and and glad that we were able to help you out that way so yeah big time it was good. Fun. you guys having my back uh made a daunting endeavor feel easy yeah 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 and there's a lot of people after the fact that were so thankful that they had the opportunity that i think that that's going to encourage even more people to come out so whenever you need help don't hesitate to ask and um i'll come out and do everything i can with one arm <laughs> so you know, I'll, I'll help out everywhere i can cool all right well scott we really appreciate your time Thank you. This Thanks was, for having me. This this was I, I was nervous. Yeah. 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 But then I got cocky. Like I was like brushing my teeth and strutting around. And my girlfriend's like, what? What is your deal? I'm like, babe, I'm going to be on a podcast. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. So uh, if yeah. you're lucky, some of this might end up on YouTube. One <laughs> YouTube famous. So <laughs> right on. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate everybody listening to the podcast this week. We'll be back next week with a good one. And uh, I, gosh, I, I guess I could say it. I, I think Wahoo's going to be joining us. We're hoping so, we have some uh, Wahoo yeah, executives well, to join well, us. They're going to, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be next week. So we're going to be happy about Sweet. that. So in the meantime, if you have any questions for Wahoo, hit, hit us up. You can hit us up on social media That'd and just great. shoot us some questions. That was the reason why I wanted to mention that. So anyway, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Until then, bye for now.